You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Sharks fans. Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America... Our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold. And DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's right, gold, silver, or bronze, it doesn't matter. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive either gold, silver, or bronze this week. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hello and good day, San Jose. Welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Floor. Joining me, as always, we have Dylan Kayser from, well, you're in the studio now up there in Vancouver Island, aren't you? In the studio today, yep. It's uh, it's nice to be back in here. Uh, a lot better than sitting on the couch being a slouch doing the podcast. So it's uh, nice to be back, Nick. On the hashtag slouch couch. Slouch couch. <laughs> That's what I'm all about. Um, uh, before we hop into the, today's episode and we give a quick rundown, uh, a quick shout out of our social media handles. You can follow myself on Twitter at Nick Floor underscore. You can follow the podcast at Stick Hungry Pod, and you can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. Dylan, you can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. And you know, this episode is going to be dropping on August 2nd, and I'm pretty sure anyone and everyone who's involved in Sharks. Anything at all. The Sharks Nation, Sharks fans, knows what this episode is primarily going to be about. We're going to touch a little bit on, uh, because we don't want you know rinse and repeat what everything's already been said and what everyone's already seen. We're going to touch a little bit on the Evander Kane problem. Uh, those two words seem to be symbiotic almost you know every single time you see his name problem comes right afterwards we're i feel also like we gonna need have... a better term for this nick we need some sort of term for you know all of evander kane's problems i, I don't even i wish you had something i, I wish i had it we'll think of something if fans if you can think of anything tweet at us but yeah, uh, continue yeah kane we get an amnesty buyout no <laughs> <laughs> um it will also talk a little bit about uh sharks first round pick william eckland and uh, some good news involving him, and a little bit about some uh, some Aiden Hill news as well. So let's just hop right into the Vander Kane situation. Just going to read essentially what we have here 
for you fellas, ladies and fellas, and anyone who's listening. So Anna Kane has come out and accused Evander Kane of betting on his own games. Uh, he has, she also alleged that Evander Kane has deserted her, their unborn son, their infant daughter to vacation in Europe, and also said that she had been forced to sell her wedding ring to meet expenses and, I quote, buy my daughter baby formula. All this in their house was in the middle of being foreclosed by the bank due to Evander Kane's gambling issues. Dylan, this one's a bit tough to talk about because this isn't fun, obviously. This isn't stuff that me and you want to talk about necessarily, and not because we want to shy away from it, but because it's just, it hits a lot of people in places. And, you know, this might be like a trigger warning for, for people who may have suffered some sort of domestic violence or abandonment. Um, but this is, this is tough for a lot of people to see. And specifically with a player like Evander Kane, who's had multiple different lawsuits involving abuse, as well as, um, just just an assortment of things so what was your initial reaction when you saw this get posted on on twitter or wherever you may have seen it well unfortunately my initial reaction was i'm not surprised that it's evander kane uh, being involved with something like this if it was someone else i think i would have been more surprised but like you said evander kane's been involved with so much over the course of his nhl career that it didn't surprise me at all and i mean just his character now really comes into question and it's, and it's unfortunate as well because you know we saw his play this last year for the san jose sharks he had a great season um you know as far as you know throwing games for uh you know while he's gambling on games i don't really buy that part to be quite honest because nick how many times this year did we talk about evander kane being the only good san jose shark on the ice so that's one part that i don't buy but the rest of it i mean there's two sides to every story. I, I understand that. And we're going to hear a lot more in the coming weeks, but it just doesn't look good, man. It doesn't look good on Evander Kane and it doesn't look good on the San Jose Sharks or the NHL as a whole. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Honestly, speaking from like a, a father's perspective and a husband's perspective, I'm just disappointed. You know, this is a guy that people in the hockey world essentially try to and i don't want to say look up to him essentially but you're supposed to be a role model right and the idea of him coming over to san jose was that he was going to be turning over a new leaf getting away from the buffalo incidents and allegations getting away from winnipeg and it's just disappointing to see a player continuously get themselves in these situations because at some point you have to look at yourself and you have to look inwards and try to figure out where the problem is. And for me, you know, the NHL seemed to have drawn the line at the gambling on his own games. But for me, I draw the line at abandonment and, and the domestic violence and, and stuff like that. And I've, I've come out publicly. I've gone on other podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network when he was filing for bankruptcy. And we talked about Evander Kane's character problems, essentially. And... I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt in these situations, but when when it comes to the, I, I can't really say hard pressed proof, but the different like the screenshots of the emails that we've seen, and I'm going to read a couple here in a second before we uh, essentially read the uh, the statement that the NHLPR has put out on Twitter. Um, 
but there's just too much that I've seen from abusers and abusive relationships that coincide with what he's doing. And he, he's already made his own statements as well today. We're recording this on Sunday, but he's made his own statements lashing out and he's using the typical, like, uh, she's crazy as well as the, um, she's using my daughter against me and they're just going back and forth. And as much as this stuff needs to be kept private, when, you know, she's at her wits, she's at her wits end. She can't handle it anymore. She's being forced out of her own home. She has to, like she said, if it is true, she has to sell her wedding ring to get baby formula. That's a, you know, financial, just, I don't want to say abandonment, but you're, he's out vacationing in Europe. There's just too many ingredients in this bullshit soup that's being concocted up here. And it's, it's rough on everyone involved, but for me, I feel the most for, I believe his daughter's name is Kensington, because a, a child to go through this, even at a young age, you know, it's, it's no child ever deserves to be put through this. And Anna, if, if what she says is true, shouldn't be put through this. And it's, it's just tough from my perspective to find any sort of real compassion with anyone in this situation. Um, yeah, really and, you quickly. Know, as far as the family matters go, I agree, Nick. Like, that's something that you hope gets figured out as soon as possible um, because you don't want to see kids being dragged through it. I mean, they don't know what's going on here. And the, the whole situation is pretty ridiculous when you think about it. Um, you know, just from an outsider's perspective, it does seem like Evander is being pretty selfish right now uh, with his actions. So, I mean, yeah, you just hate to see that, man. Uh, very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of screenshots out there. I said I was going to read a couple of these, but the gist of it is uh, her basically putting all of his shit out on Front Street, if you really want to like boil yeah, it down much. to brass tacks. She's showing pictures that of, of the different hotels in the like Central California area that are sending mail to their house. And the one that got me was the book that his teammates got him, his Casino Gambling for Dummies. And um, they're, they're just going back and forth at each other on Instagram and Twitter. And it's, it's really just a nasty thing for, for everyone involved. Um, NHL Public Relations put a statement out that said, the league was made aware this evening of a post on social media alleging that San Jose Sharks player Evander Kane bet on NHL games. The integrity of our game is paramount, and the league takes these allegations very seriously. We intend to conduct a full investigation, and we'll have no further comment at this time. Sharks then came out and made a statement of their own. Um, I'm going to go try to find this here really quick. said the, the Sharks have been in contact today with the NHL about the serious allegations made against Evander Kane. They support a full, transparent investigation in the situation to maintain the integrity of the game and consistency with our team values. Well, if what's being alleged is found out to be true, I would assume team values include not abandoning your wife and kid. So at that point, because I don't want us to focus on what is going on. You know, I don't think people want to listen to us talk about what's going on as well. If, if you're looking at this purely from a hockey perspective, I believe gambling on your own team has been, you know, it's been considered like the cardinal sin of sports. And, you know, even Pete Rose, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the MLB, but Pete Rose, was he received a lifetime ban from baseball for betting on his own team to win. 
So Nick, what I would league... not be surprised if uh, Pete Rose was trending on Twitter right now because it's that situation. It's been compared a lot uh, with Evander Kane. So I mean, yeah, man, uh, it, you're right. If it does come out to be true, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just done in the NHL. Yeah, exactly. And going back to what the Sharks said about maintaining integrity of the game and consistency with team values, I would expect if any of this turns out to be true for his contract to be terminated um, and he no longer be on the Sharks because, again, that's just unacceptable behavior just from a human, like a humanity perspective. You just don't do that if you're a decent human being. Um, well, and Nick, like, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but he's he doesn't have an easy road ahead of him um you know he's dealing with the bankruptcy he's obviously probably got some other gambling debts out there and he might be at the point where nhl teams don't want to offer him a contract and he might be in a tough spot pretty soon i don't know if you remember the trade that the sharks had to acquire him but they really didn't have to give up a whole lot to get evander kane who was considered a very high-end player and and was a a, a high-end player at the time because of the off ice issues that he had. So, you know, if they, if they get some sort of uh, amnesty with this contract termination and, and they're not on the, the, on the hook for his, his cap hit, I don't expect a team other than Montreal based on their (laughs) recent um, behavior, I guess, or maybe Carolina. You can really tell your dad by using that word behavior. I just want to say that. Yeah, I'm sorry. But <laughs> I'm going I opened this episode up full dad mode. Hey, and I'm liking it. Yeah. Sorry. People you don't usually get to see this side of Nick. You, and you're I wearing don't white really Nikes like, or what? What was that? No, no, those are the new balances. The, <laughs> the new balance five forty twos. I got the yeah. jean shorts, the high ankle socks. <laughs> the girls fired up out back if anyone fucking wants rights, any fucking rights. Fucking rights. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, even Robin Leonard came out and said, hey, there's two sides. Much like you said, there's two sides to every story. Um, I think we should understand, essentially, what's going on needs to be settled in a legal matter. And we need to wait for the truth, if, you know, if that's even possible. We need to wait for the truth to come out Um well, Before we go jumping to conclusions. Exactly, because Twitter is guilty in, until proven innocent. It's and funny you say that, because that's exactly what Leonard tweeted. He said, it's funny how oh, everything he? has become guilty until proven innocent and only listen to one side. Uh, we gonna we gone really fast through something really hard for a human being to judge once again. I don't know the facts, and we will find out in due time. And I think that's a level-headed approach. I think it's just tough for people to give Evander Kane the benefit of the doubt. And I don't I don't blame them at all. No, you can only have so many lawsuits and abuse cases alleged against you before people are like, you know what? I'm not giving you any credibility here. But I understand Robin Leonard's point as well. So Yeah. So I think it's pretty safe to say that Evander Kane has uh played his last game as a San Jose Shark. Yeah, I I would not doubt it at all. Like I said, and you know the locker room issues tend to add up. And, and to your point about him betting against the Sharks, I agree with you in there. I don't see how that's even physically possible when it seemed like he was the only one trying. You know, if we're just going to narrow our vision down and tunnel into this one object, I think if anything, he was betting on the Sharks. And he's probably getting really upset because he's losing money that's that he doesn't broke. have. That's why the guy's broke. Yeah, he's he, at that point uh, he's losing money he doesn't have because they're not winning games. So he had, he led the Sharks in goals, assists, and points, and 
that's that. I mean, I don't know much more else that we can say on it well, unless there's something. Here's, here's just one more point I want to make. Like, with hockey, it's so different. With basketball, yes, one guy, he can change a, a game. He can change a game. One guy in hockey, though, unless it's a goaltender, I don't know how much you're going to change, to be quite honest with you. Because if you're playing that bad, the coach is going to he's just going to bench you, and you're not going to play the rest of the game if it's that obvious. So I, I don't know, man. I just uh, That part of it, I'm not buying. Yeah, I'm not sure 100% how they're going to approach that or how it's going to get solved. But either way, I think I speak for pretty much everyone when I say that I hope this can get settled in a civil manner. And I hope Anna and uh, Kensington, if again, if that's her, if their daughter, and she is pregnant with their son. And, you know, they don't need this type of stress on her body and on her mind because everything goes to the baby. So I hope that they can maybe go to her parents' house or, or find some sort of like calm, non-stress environment to, to live uh, while this gets settled in the courts and, and with, you know, all the civil lawsuits and everything else that they're going to more than likely run into. So, yeah, no, well said. Um, well, to take it on the other side quickly, um, you know, we mentioned his money problems that he might be running into. I'd be looking out for a uh, Jake Paul, Evander Kane fight in the future. That's all I'm going to say there. Yeah. No, it, wouldn't that be funny? We sit there and Jake Paul has been the bad guy of all of these fights. He's like, oh, he's just a scummy kid that just this and that. And it's like he takes on a Vander Kane and like everybody will be rooting for Jake Paul at that point. Man, so, that would be odd. <laughs> I mean, even hockey people would be cheering for Jake Paul. So. Oh, yeah. I, there will be have, He will never have a single fight in his entire life where he will be more cheered for than in that fight. So, <laughs> yeah, I say they do it. Fuck I say, it. hey, we're gonna see it. Book it. Write it down. That's right. I'm talking to you. Nobody in the closet because I'm in a new office space. <laughs> By the way, uh, folks, I mean we we put up video clips every once in a while of the podcast on our Twitter page at Stick Hungry Pod. And yeah, Nick's new studio. It's uh, it's looking good. It's looking yeah, I got good. the blinds put up here. You know, I used to have the the jerseys were hanging up. If you guys watched any of the Byron interview clips. I would have the jerseys kind of hanging up where the hats were, but I finally got the blackout curtains up here now. So, ta-da! And they're gray. And the Beautiful. Gray, you know, I'm loving like it. I'm loving it. I, the, I, the, the weird thing, I got this picture over here as a gift for Christmas from my in-laws. And uh, going right to left, going right to left here, I have Tomas Hurdle signed above his head, Brent Burns signed above his head, and then uh, Vander Kane signed above his head. So okay. I got a nice piece of uh, blackout cardboard hanging out over there i might have to fashion it into some sort of a cover-up piece if if what's being alleged comes to be true so be on the lookout for that in the next episode yeah yeah Nick, keep us updated on that keep us updated will do we're gonna try to transition here to something a little bit more positive and you know what i'm gonna let you read this this really big one right here can you see that it's got bold i put it in the highest font point i could here dylan dylan's got a chromebook about 20 feet away from him and he said nick you're gonna have to read everything here but i figure he coined the nickname so he can make the announcement go ahead dylan yeah so i, I folks i don't have my reading glasses with me but i think i get the gist of the message uh billy eklund <laughs> willie eklund will be attending uh development camp this year uh scheduled for august 15th throughout the 20th um very exciting news i mean i think it's to be expected this guy's a high-flying prospect uh the I, I think he's our top prospect at the moment i said it a couple episodes ago 
I think this guy's going to make the team. I think they they want to make a splash. And to be honest with you, if a guy like Evander Kane is leaving the San Jose you Sharks, need a winger. you need another winger. So there you go. And he's cheap because he'll be on an entry-level deal. So uh, book it. Willie Eklund, he's going to be on the Sharks. But very exciting to see this uh, happening at the development camp. Dude, I think Jeff Facoon's going to be most excited if Evander Kane's contract gets terminated. That's seven mil opening up. So now you're looking at around $10 million you can get for Jack Eichel. Then you bring William Eklund over. Oh, my God. We're fucking oh, we're, contenders again. We're starting the Eichel rumors again. We're starting it up. I like it. <laughs> Start the fucking hype train. Start shoveling coal because we're getting ready to go. Uh, yeah. No, William Eklund is going to be uh, reporting. It's been confirmed. Uh, from San Jose Hockey Now, with sources confirmed with Shang that uh, he will be coming to the Sharks development camp that's tentatively scheduled between the 15th and the 20th. The prospect scrimmage is likely on August 19th. Still up in the air if they're going to be allowing anybody in, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, there were a lot of questions if he would attend. You know, being over in the SHL, he, you know, he had to sit out of the World Junior Summer Showcase to kind of recuperate from his year. Plus, his, he had to sit out from... Uh, the World Junior Championship in December because of the positive COVID test. So there's just a lot of things going on. But Doug Wilson Jr. went on record to say that they were going to try to bring him over and get him into San Jose to get him to get to know him even better. So that's something that you really want to see. Um, he has personally said, I know you're not going to like this, Dylan. I got a quote here. Again, go, you can go check out this article on SanJoseHockeyNow.com. It's a full breakdown uh, of with an interview with William Eklund as well. Um, his plans after development camp, he stated, I think I have one more year in Europe to develop into a better player here. I've seen a lot of players to come back to Sweden to develop, and it's a good thing. So, obviously, and the Nick, Sharks... What, what, what is he, 18 years old? What does he know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kids. No, Doug Wilson, or, or Doug Wilson Jr. said, William has expressed what he thinks what his best plan is, and it's probably a very good one. So... We'll see what happens moving forward. I am not against it at all. You know I'm ready to bring his ass over and watch him oh, suit yeah. up in that beautiful teal. Hey, I, I've been pumping the, the train for getting him on the roster next year, but at the end of the day, if he goes to the SHL, that's not a bad thing. If you're up in Nanaimo, Vancouver Island, and you see just a guy out there laying down railroad tracks heading south into like the Washington area, that's Dylan single-handedly laying down the foundation for the fucking William Eklund knife train. <laughs> Man, I, I got a hell of a project ahead of me. And I'm not yeah, quite oh no, sure. I'm not quite sure what it's actually going to accomplish. Um, <laughs> you just, just shit's laying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, when, you know, maybe we can get to see William Eklund August 19th. I hope they open it to the fans for everyone down in San Jose. Everyone knows I'm in Sacramento, but it would be amazing, a nice breath of fresh air for Sharks fans to be able to see William Eklund and you know showcase his skill set against the other prospects on North America ice. So look forward to that one. we got a couple of weeks for that. And another bit of news that I think is being a little misconstrued here, Aiden Hill just recently on, on Sunday filed for salary arbitration. And a lot of people seem to think that this is the Sharks' fault. So... Uh, I got with Shang a little bit, and I messaged him, and I asked him, hey, Shang, he received a qualifying offer, correct? He's like, yes, he received a qualifying offer from the Coyotes prior to the trade. He filed for arbitration because he wants to get market value. He's got 49 NHL games played. Some people think he's still a prospect. Some people think he's a full-time NHLer. 
He believes he's worth a certain amount of money. His qualifying offer, according to Cap Friendly, was only around $894,000. And I believe Evolving Hockey, as well as Shang, has said that they expect his contract to be somewhere between two and two and a half million dollars. There's a significant difference there. So you can expect them to file for salary arbitration in the event that they want to get paid what they what they assume is fair market value. Now the Sharks do have the option, since they filed for salary arbitration, to reopen negotiations and give them a better contract offer, which is exactly what I expect them to do. So you can expect an Aiden Hill salary to be announced within the next two to three days between the two and two and a half million dollar mark. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the number I was thinking. I think $2 million for a guy like Aiden Hill on maybe a two-year contract is right. It's kind of a bridge deal. You know, we're going to put you in some more games. You're going to play more than, you know, 30, 40 games this year. So let's see what you can actually do as a more, more of a full-time starter or maybe more of a full-time backup, whichever way you want to look at it. I don't know how they're going to run the goaltending this year. But, yeah, I, I think those numbers make sense. And at the end of the day, if it comes out, it's 2.5 whatever i mean overpaying by half a million for a goaltender that's not a big deal we overpay by what five six million for defensemen right now so I, i'm yeah. not too uh you know concerned with half a million and another key with this salary arbitration maybe they asked him to do it because it also means the sharks will get access to a second buyout window later this summer so circling back to the vander kane thing big if big they, brain they, nick i'm like big it. brain in it right <laughs> 400 fucking IQ play from Doug Wilson here. Um, if they if they do a contract termination where they don't have to be on the hook for his money, they can possibly buy out another contract that they might want to buy. They might want to buy out. So I don't see them doing that with anybody. Um, but it, it's just it's what's going to happen. So it's another bit that we can keep our eye on as Sharks fans. And um, yeah, expect him to have his contract here within the next couple of days, like you said great value to two and a half million dollars so um, yeah. um you know with you know this whole episode you know we talked about evander king in hill and all this stuff i do think there's more moves coming down the pipeline from the san oh, jose yeah. sharks especially you know th this news coming from evander kane is huge uh you know from the hockey side as well like we mentioned so i think that doug wilson's going to want to make a couple moves uh fill in that spot whether that's with eckland or with someone else um, he's gonna he's gonna make a move there. So expect uh, something from the Sharks in the next few weeks. Yeah, they also uh, they lost Greg Pattern as well as uh, they they traded Christian Yaros over to the Devils for right. Nick Merkley. Yeah. So they lost a lot of veteran defensemen. So expect possible depth signing on defense for them, vet minimum type of signing. Um, and yeah, like I said, we'll wait for more information to come forth. We'll talk about it some more in the future and kind of touch up on the uh, situation with Evander Kane. But we'll try to focus more on the hockey side of things and less about the personal side of things because I feel like that's just best for everybody involved. Nick, this ain't TMZ. And like, you know, when we yeah. bring up stories like this, I kind of feel like that a little bit, but we do have to talk about it. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the people. Yeah. Exactly. Really quickly, before we head out of here, Dylan, I, I, there's something that just came up. So, again, I told you guys this in the beginning of the episode. We uh, It's 3.53 right now on Sunday. Sorry, I had to move hurdle. I, I just want to show you this. You can clip this and put it on Twitter, too. My in-laws brought this over from the house. I got this from a person on Sharks Reddit. Oh, that's awesome. It's Shimek and Hurdle. It's when Shimek was on the Barracuda. Oh, the Barracuda. Like, yeah, yeah, and they're dressed up as... 
the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, so we got a little, uh, I believe this one's Donatello and then Michelangelo. I'm not sure if Donatello or Leonardo is blue. I think it's Donatello. I, I couldn't tell you, man. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I got this from Sharks Twitter, or sorry, uh, Sharks Reddit, so it's amazing. So I had to move him out of the way really quick so I could see what time it was. But uh, did you see what happened with Philip Grubauer's contract and the Seattle Kraken? This literally no, just me. happened. Okay, so, tell like, me. We were getting everything set up. They have to essentially reevaluate and resubmit their contract because they messed up based on the CBA. The oh. signing bonus is not allowed. Yeah, get this shit. The oh signing my. bonus is not allowed to be 25% higher than the contract's worth, I believe, per year. And his signing bonus was at like 1.5 million, which is higher, which is more than 25%. So now it's void and they have to redo the entire fucking contract. So technically, he's actually a UFA right now. He's still a UFA. <laughs> Wow. I mean, to be honest with you, man, I, I haven't been impressed with Seattle's start uh, so far in the NHL. And this is this just adds on to that. I mean, I don't know. What a mess. Yeah. So I'm quoting Cap Friendly's tweet here. It was it was tweeted out today at three o'clock. So right before we hopped in there to get this started, it says Grubauer's contract with the Kraken was rejected by the NHL Central Registry for violating the front loaded contract requirements. Bullet point. $1.5 million increase between 22-23 and 23-24 exceeds 25% of the first year salary. <laughs> you would think that they would know these things. Well, honestly, man, like I was expecting something a little more complicated, something that kind of fell through the cracks. But no. something like this? Like, uh, come on. Anybody should have noticed this. We're a team. <laughs> I guess if you're like an agent and they're throwing this kind of money at at your client and it's Philip Grubauer, you ain't gonna look at the details. You're signing wherever the money is. They're like, hey, look, these guys want to give you almost six million dollars. I know, right? Just fucking sign it, dude. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Shit. Wow. Well, uh, that's another thing that we'll uh, have to keep an eye out on. That's uh, very interesting and quite the blunder from the new NHL team, the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, plenty of stuff for everyone to kind of keep tabs on, keep notes of, and uh, we'll do our, our best here to keep you all updated. Um, let's see. We got anything else for anyone? Or are we pretty much done today? I think that's pretty much it, man. All right. I think um, I think we're going to try to get the Brent Burns. I know we've been putting this off for literally ever. But we're going to try to do our player season review for Brent Burns here pretty soon. Uh, we're gonna, we're still figuring out scheduling and stuff like that. We got a lot of stuff prepped for there, you. Guys, there's a so. lot going on, folks. Just a little teaser there. There's a lot going on. Oh yeah, yeah, quite a bit. We got some stuff lined up down the pipeline. I'm excited about. Dylan's excited. You, you about. thought the Evander Kane news was big? <laughs> Just oh, you wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Cannot wait. But we're gonna go ahead and uh, stop this right here. I guess we're gonna go ahead and <laughs> cap it off right here. This lovely little dad episode we've had. Um, really quick. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at NickFloor underscore. You can follow the podcast at StickHungryPod. And you can follow the network at HockeyPodNet. Dylan. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. All right, folks. This wasn't a conversation that we necessarily wanted to have, but I feel like we needed to have you guys all stay safe out there. Care for your loved ones. Give your family members a hug. Stay safe and stay hydrated. <laughs>